Dude, Dollar General Snoopy would be a good Mom, Instagram bio. Have- hey, Roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to another edition of Thrifty Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. For all you worms, for all you roaches, thanks for tuning in to another action-packed episode of my life. I'm your host, Toddy, and we have a lot on the docket today on the Thrifty Couch. Two of the seven original Thrifty trading cards are here as they dap up. Uh, First, we have... (laughs) To my most immediate right, we have known comedian Ryan Thompson making a return to the show. Oh, Ryan is back. The boy's back, baby. So how's life been since the last time you've been on Thrifty? <laughs> the same. The same? The same. Yeah. Nothing Nothing new to report. So Shane, you've just been on the show, so there's even less to report. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been like probably four or five months since I've been on the show and I have nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, so how about like a so few So Shane, weeks. follow that up. Shane Becker is here. Brick body <laughs> Shane. Hell yeah. Is in the corner Hello. as usual, cuddling a pillow. BBSB. Wow. Cuddling a pillow as usual. Big acronym person. Yeah. yeah. Goddamn right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to explain what all of it means. So Shane, how are you? How are um, you doing? You know, just living life. About you to be cold as usual. It's so cold. It snowed yesterday. I woke up and nope. I just walked outside, then walked back inside. <laughs> yeah, and I, then I, I do that with my bedroom. I do that <laughs> with just my life. Yeah. Um, I pulled a toddy sleep shift yesterday and didn't think I was gonna get any sleep, and I was up at six in the morning. Very cool. And then fell asleep at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> Very. And good. then woke up at eight thirty in the morning and Got went it. outside and it was cold. Yeah, just do five. Just do five hours. And you'll be crazy pretty much for the rest of your life. Absolutely. But you get more done. Exactly. You do things. You can have time to not make everything into, a, into an acronym. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's the differences between us. I don't need that because I just kill. I don't sleep. Yeah. So I do that. Um, we have a couple announcements before we uh, start the show in proper. Of course, we have a thrift hall. We're playing vintage versus modern in a three-way dance later. But um, a little business to take care of. As I mentioned before, uh, on the episode, I believe it was last week or the week before, if not both, Thrifty has a live show. Friday, the 13th Halloween party hosted by Start the Beat with Sykes. And it's going to be an evening of live podcasts. It has Start the Beat. It has new new to the pod family, Queens of NC-17, Thrifty, Ghoul on Gold, Neon Brainiacs, and much more. 
As far as what the agenda is, I believe it's going to be a paneled show because there are like five or six podcasts in the mix, and I can't assume that we're all going to record an hour episode. It's a mega show. It's Super a mega show. show, but get down to it. If you're in the Pittsburgh area or even beyond that, uh, Friday, December 13th, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Red Fishbowl Studios in Pittsburgh. I passed by that the other day and i don't remember where it is already nope i don't know where it is either but i will find out the thing about live shows and stuff like that that we do around pittsburgh i'm is about as social as a goldfish so i just go out when i'm hungry Mm -hmm. and um so a lot of these live events that people in the podcast crew set up i they're always like hot spots but I just never know where they are. And they're just like, everybody hangs out there all the time. And I'm like, cool, this will definitely be my first time. Um, Maybe my last, you know? Uh, (laughs) um, What other news and notes before we start? Oh, I got in trouble with the cops. Um, That's out there. Also, Brick Body Kids is going to be at that live show. Oh, yeah. So Brick Body, yeah, you do it. (laughs) No, I mean, that's all you got to say. Okay, Brick Body Kids will be set up there selling uh, vintage and other stuff. Um, Redfish Bowl is in Lawrenceville in the pit in Pittsburgh. It is at the corner of 44th and Butler. Gotcha. So okay. uh, right across from Arsenal Bowling. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. We can go to Industry Public House and get a big big pretzel. That's that's we we just went to Industry the other night, and that's why I remember seeing it because I walked by it. Big ass pretzel. Like if you hear a giant buzzing noise, that's the furnace. It's fine. I understand how heat works in a house, Todd. Yeah. Wow. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> or was that for the listener at home? Oh, I don't know. It's for anyone who <laughs> listens, I guess. If you hear a giant buzz, <laughs> it's my furnace. My furnace has been bu- – well, the problem was my furnace straight up broke. Oh. And it's, it, it, would, it would break like three times a winter. Mm-hmm. And so finally the repairman was just like, forget it. We're going to put a new furnace in. The furnace has been working perfectly. Everything's fine, but there's a bolt inside of it that's not tightened all the way. Okay. So when it when the when the furnace kicks on, the bolt just goes brrr, like in the thing. So that's all that buzzing you hear, but that'll quickly go away. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got in trouble with the cops this week. Um, so that was uh, my week, and hopefully that doesn't extend. Um, throughout my career, just um, a, just a, a quick announcement from the Thrifty family: ACAB. Uh, yeah, ACAB. Um, I mean, everything's fine. It was just uh, I was doing Grubhub at two a.m. and uh, a, a police officer wasn't a fan. Uh, <laughs> 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 he wasn't a fan, so now I, I have to go to a hearing and do this all all this fun stuff. But we'll say that right on the show. Um, but let's do it, folks. Stay let's tuned for the live stream well, from the hearing. From the hearing, we'll be doing a live Brick stream. Body Kids will be set up at the courthouse. Brick Body Kids tries to get there, <laughs> gets points off their license. <laughs> so Ryan has taken off his shoes, so he is ready. Oh, we've already de-shoed. Yeah. He is ready and fully comfortable to get into this week's thrift haul. Now, one of the folks on panel, Ryan, and uh, also myself, we grew up on wrestling. Yep. So we got some wrestling stuff on the show today. Um, Shane is relatively new to the world of uh, modern professional wrestling and also old professional wrestling. So he, he's just coming into the fray about it. So if you uh, may or may not know much about it, it's fine. It's okay, everybody. Just chime in. We'll answer questions. Yeah, it's it's fine, everyone listening, because we're just going to... But as long as I don't ask if whales have teeth, you won't make fun of me. He, <laughs> he asked on a recorded show if whales have teeth. Yeah, I think... Th- I just thought they had baleen. 
I mean, they're not gonna gum a seal all the no, way. No, no. They just got big old mouths. They don't have to eat. Gulp. Yeah. Just gulping it. But we we have. Oh, you discussed how to get out of a whale because they can't swallow things that big. Yeah, yeah, I discussed that. So that was uh, I didn't even put that behind a Patreon wall. I mean, wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> jo- Jonah's been telling that story for years about how to get out of a whale belly, right? Sure. Yeah. So I kind of took a little, you know, a little tip of the cap. Yeah. To Worms Jonah. Squirm out the top. Um, but yeah, you know, that's what people listen to Thrifty <laughs> for. They want to know if I'm swallowed by a whale. <laughs> How do I get out? How do I do this? What do I do? Yeah, no paywalls here. I'll just tell you flat out right on the thing. Whale stomach preppers. (laughs) Whale stomach preppers. (laughs) It's it's my new show about how to prepare yourself for getting swallowed by a whale. You just kind of bulk up because, like, they can't swallow, so you just try to get as big as possible. You You stretch out like a jack. See, I just have a lot of guns to take inside the belly of the whale and just blow myself out of it. That's a way to do it. The firearm method. That's a yeah. How Montana of you? So we have um, some wrestling tapes to go over. Um, As uh, many folks know, I'm a VHS uh, collector, and I have three wrestling videotapes, all of King of the Ring pay-per-views. Now it's a King of the Ring is put on by WWF, and what it is, it's a um, it's a tournament. It's a round-robin tournament, single elimination, and the winner of the tournament gets to wear a king's crown, gets to carry around a scepter. That king hat. And, a, and uh, also he has, like, a king robe and a king chair. So for A throne, if a you will. A throne, a king's throne. Will you, if you will? <laughs> so for the next year, so the next one, your gimmick is now the king. Yeah. So you are the king. I would want to lose immediately. Yeah. And not be that gimmick. Yeah. Well, it's like if you get the king gimmick for a year, you're guaranteed television time, but mm-hmm. embarrassing television time. Like, because you got to do yeah. king, like generic king well, stuff. Well, okay. What years do we have here? What we have here is the f- uh, there there was King of the Rings before the year of 1993. Yeah. But in 1993, which is the videotape that I'm holding in my hand, mm-hmm. it was the first King of the Ring pay-per-view yeah so it was the first time that it was on television or on pay-per-view and the wrestlers in that tournament to crown the king of the ring that year were bret hart razor ramon mr perfect mr hughes hacksaw jim duggan bam bam bigelow tatanka and lex luger Mm -hmm. and it came down to the hitman bret hart versus bam bam bigelow and bret the hitman hart was 1993 King of the Ring winner, and at the end of this said pay-per-view, a known bad person in Slimeball, Jerry the King Lawler, attacked Bret Hart because he's like, I'm the king. Mm-hmm. So that set up Bret Hart versus Jerry Lawler. Is that the Kiss My Foot match? Kiss My Foot match. How, yep. What do you think about that, Shane? In my sophomore year of high school, I tried to get extra credit in my math class, Yeah, and my high school math teacher said out loud to the class that i should be licking her boot did you to get extra credit and that's like as far as i understand about this whole wrestling thing okay, okay well it was so it i understand fair. the yeah. ramifications of telling someone to put your mouth on their feet it was much like that yeah so fair basically enough. bret hart was like i'm the king jerry lawler's like no the king is in my name and then he's like well i'm like royalty so you should be kissing my feet so they had a match, and the stipulation was if the loser has to kick the other person, kiss the other person's feet, mm. 
Known then, foot guy, Jerry Lawler. Known yeah. foot guy. Known lots of things guy. Yeah. Um. He. Yeah. He's just a terrible person. But if you remember the popular and famous musician Tiny Tim, who used to play the ukulele and sing like tiptoe through the tulips. Well, on WWF Monday Night Raw, the wrestling show, Jerry the King Lawler once beat that dude's ass and broke his ukulele. Uh huh. And that was in the Bret Hart feud too. So there was a long time rivalry going on, but Bret Hart ended up beating Jerry Lawler. I love a good use of a celebrity like that to get heat. Yeah. Like I like when uh like when Kane would come out and tombstone Pete Rose. Yeah. Or when uh I think my favorite was when Kevin Owens power bombed Machine Gun Kelly through a fucking table. Yeah, you probably know Machine Gun Kelly. Shane. I know Machine. I I'm trying to think of one. We all have one. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't know which one to pick. But man, there's I, just so many of them. Man, I loved that. But Kevin Owens power bombed Machine Off of the Gun stage, Kelly. Yeah. on the stage. Machine Gun Kelly's built like four re- wet umbrellas tied together. <laughs> Pretty much. Um. Currently, right now on WWE TV, they have a, a championship belt called the Twenty Four Seven Championship Belt. Hell I yeah. know that the uh, rules. That was a thing. Yeah, the rules of that title are you could be pinned anywhere as long as they're a referee. So for Twenty Four Seven, you have to defend the belt. So mm-hmm. anybody could like sneak you when you're sleeping and pin you and win the belt. The current holder of that belt, as of the recording of this podcast, is known NASCAR driver Kyle Busch. Wait, is not fun as a person. I'm sure most of the NASCAR people are, but he's like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Or yeah, yeah, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fine. He's 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 progressive. No, good guy, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, little inside NASCAR baseball for you. Um, every time we Shane and I go out thrifting now, we find a Dale or it's been like four times in a row we found Dale Earnhardt. And we keep talking about it, and it just will not stop. No. It's in what there. did you find this week? We don't I, have it. We obviously didn't yeah, get it. Yeah, we didn't buy it. It was like an inflatable boxing glove. It was an inflatable boxing glove, Dale Earnhardt. I put it back. <sighs> um, so the next tape we have, the second tape. So this is King of the Ring 1994. Mm-hmm. And um, the, uh, the people in this one were IRS, Mabel, Razor Ramon, Bam Bam Bigelow, Jeff Jarrett, 123 Kid, Owen Hart, and Tatanka. Was this the one? May I may I guess who won it this year? Yes. Was this the Mabel year? No. Okay. Not yet. I that think was ninety five. Tatanka's okay. year to get his due. <laughs> it wasn't Tatanka. It was actually Owen Hart. Oh uh, right. Okay. Fair enough. So Owen Hart won, and his gimmick became the King of Hearts, Owen Hart, and it became a feud between him, his brother Bret Hart, and him for who is like the more badass Hart boy. And so this led this. Uh, so Owen Hart defeated Razor Ramon in the finals to become the King of the Ring, aka the King of Hearts. And this led to a match: Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in a cage for a WWF belt. This is down the line, but yeah. that's what set this up. But Owen Hart won this year, and then uh, roughly four years later, um, was wrestling uh, was set to wrestle a match in Kansas City. God bless. He uh, dressed up as the Blue Blazer and in an unfortunate accident fell from the top of the uh, Kansas City Dome. And on um, pay-per-view, he fell from the top of the dome into the ring uh, dying. Mm -hmm. So all those people in Kansas City that day, unfortunately, saw him die. 
which is a weird. It's probably. Would you say Ryan one of the biggest black marks in re- in professional wrestling? It oh, was television wrestling. Oh no doubt. It'd like, be just because it's like it's it's and it's not even it's not just that that happened yeah. because that is you know a a tragedy, but it's also that they continued the show. They continued that's the show. The, that's the rough part. Is like on uh, with the show. You like seeing like if you watch that. Uh, you can watch like on uh, Daily Motion. You can see the. It was over the edge. Yeah. 1998 over the edge. It was either 1998 over the edge or 1999 over the I edge. Think, I think it was ni- 98 because I just I just listened to. Uh, do you know the show Fresh Air with Terry Gross? Sure. Yeah. Um, they just released an archive of all of those online, and you can search through like 22,000 segments. And I found one um, fra- with Bret Hart from the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to that, the way the way he was talking about it in 2000 was that it had happened a few years prior. So it must have been 98. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was over the edge 98. Um, the, what main evented that <coughs> night, and I still remember, is uh, it was one of those legendary Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Undertaker main events. Uh-huh. But fortunately enough, at least that we know of, the footage of Owen Hart falling to his death that everybody saw live. No cameras picked it up. Yeah, it was like dark. Apparently, there's they. That was something though that like, when I like early internet for me, that was something that people were like looking for. People were like, oh, it's, hard death video. They're yeah. like, it's out there, and people are looking for it. It's not. But it's yeah, it's not. But fortunately, during his fall, because he was being lowered into the ring, and unfortunately, that's when he had fallen. But they were running a video package. So on the screen was a video package. They came back from the video package, and they were like, guys, this is not part of the show, but Owen Hart, like, fell, and we just do not know his condition, and it does not look good. And then, yeah, yeah later on in the show, they were like, update, he's passed, and we're just going to keep going. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett having to cut that cut like a promo afterwards, and it's just like... It's a weird thing. But in King of the Ring, 1994, Owen Hart was the king of hearts. Yeah. Um, so that was 1994. The last King of the Ring tape that I have is actually from 1998. And this one is actually kind of special to Western Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh specifically, because it was not a King of the Ring match, but Undertaker was up against Mankind in a Hell in a Cell. And uh, Undertaker threw Mankind Mick Foley off the top of the Hell in a Cell. And it is probably one of the most memorable wrestling spots of all time. It's iconic. And it happened right here in Pittsburgh, PA. On that show, though, for the King of the Ring tournament, Ken Shamrock defeated The Rock to be King Ken. No one remembers that, just the Mankind Undertaker stuff. uh, Ken Shamrock, still wrestling. Back Still. to wrestling. Looking good. Looking good. Looking looking better than he's looked. Looking good. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's still out there. It's a shame that he's on Impact and no one's watching No it. one's watching that show at all. Yeah. I don't even think people who work for Impact watch that. I saw some clips, though, because he took a dick flip from Joey Ryan. Okay. And then, like, defended Joey Ryan online because people were people always against, talking shit. Against the spot, yeah. Yeah, people are against it. He's like, no, it's fun. And, like, just seeing Ken Shamrock take that move is very very funny is this the same wrestling gimmick with superhuman in it no no oh i just heard dick flip 
No, a dick all I've seen. Well, yes and no. Oh, so Joey Ryan is an independent wrestler. Yeah. And he has a move where you grab his dick, and his dick is so powerful that it flips you. So a superhuman took that bump, but that's like a Joey Ryan thing. Heard. And Ken Shamrock also took the dick flip. Like the the uh, the reason being his dick is just powerful. So if you touch his dick, it'll throw you. That's Joey Ryan. It's crazy how anatomy does that. Yeah. yeah. So, some. I mean, not everybody's. Not, not everyone's Joey Ryan. But those are my three King of the Ring tapes for this week's Thrift Hall. The, for, for that King of the Ring um, with Mankind and Undertaker, what, something people don't talk about um, other than the rest of the show mm-hmm. um, is that <laughs> Mi- Mick Fol- Mankind, he did a run-in on the main event. Mm-hmm. After yeah, he all almost of that died, sh- and then he did a run in later on in the show. Mick Foley is the guy that looks like a Bass Pro Shops manager on Raw vs SmackDown. Correct. Okay, he's like <laughs> <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah, um, we're Shane and I. Well, I, admittedly, Shane um, put me out of business. <laughs> we were playing Raw vs SmackDown 2007 GM mode. Yeah, the problem that occurred is my people were getting hurt at a rapid rate. And so the only thing I could do is, with my said roster, I had to double book people because other people were injured. And they'll get injured that way, so right? So they'll get injured. So we, I was down to like 12 people, and I had to book five matches every week. So everybody was hurt. We just have not played anymore. <laughs> no, I can't play. There's like, I tried it's to play. not even worth – oh, you can at all? I can't play. I can't – I don't have enough money you to put like on the show. You have like eight wrestlers, and yeah. you only have like $200,000. Not less. Jesus. I have forty grand. <laughs> you just go out there and run advertising promos, nothing else. I have forty I don't even have enough money, so <laughs> you guys, defeated me. This, this episode is sponsored by Oops, just commercial. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> just commercials. So um in addition to our thrift haul this week, we have three wrestling tapes. But Shane, uh brick body Shane wanted to show off some of our brick body bleaches, some of yeah. our favorite brick body we have bleaches. That's a lot of fun. That's like our thing that we do. That's our thing. We um, that and like dump things in OxyClean all day. Dump things in OxyClean. There's uh usually at my apartment there's a bathtub, a bathroom sink, and a kitchen sink. At any given time, all those could be taken up by a clothes uh, clothes bathing in soap. <laughs> so sometimes I even forget. So I'll have stuff in the kitchen sink or the bathroom sink, and I'll be eating a dry bowl of cereal like uh-huh. I usually do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, where does this even go right now? <laughs> the so answer is the stove. It just goes on the no, stove. Okay, so. So you eat a dry bowl of cereal. So you take a bowl, yeah, and you pour the cereal in, and then you eat, eat like it. chips. Okay, but so okay, spoon, no spoon, spoon. At I'm not an animal, Ryan. Okay. I was going to say at this point, why not just eat it out of the box? You mean with the spoon? No, just like a bat, like you're eating a bag of chips because it's all sticky. over my hands. Yeah, I don't eat stuff with my hands. I hate it. I can't stand touching. Things. I can't stand hands. Yeah, yeah, they, hands yeah. That's why you tried to cut your hands. finger off, Who right? Who needs them? Yeah, that's wow. why you got rid of the finger. Coming at my finger like that, it's yeah. not bad. It's a little bit. It's yeah. a little off, but it's not out there. You, can't lo- you haven't been able to log into your phone in five days because <laughs> you <laughs> cut your fingerprint. I off. do have this finger like for my fingerprint scanner for my phone. I think I just was drunk one night and was like, I'm gonna do all my fingers so I can do whatever. <laughs> just like, eh, eh, and eh, it eh, won't eh. pick up my. R- left pointer finger anymore the only one that'll work is your right pinky and it's yeah it's just like "Ah, ah." um yeah i mean i eat some interesting stuff 
um, See, interesting ways. I ate a cold can of that beefaroni. Was a, that was a good advanced. segue out of fingers. Yeah. It, cold <laughs> cold can of beefaroni well, we from were, we were Goodwill Outlet. <laughs> yeah, we were, at a, we were at a Goodwill Outlet waiting for a, a bin change, and I went to the Dollar General next door, bought a can of beefaroni, and ate it. And I bought a plastic spoon. I bought a plastic spoon okay. and a can of beefaroni and ate it cold right there at the bins. So See, cool. That, that's not as weird as like dirtying a bowl for something you can just eat right out of it. That, I, that, well, also say say it's a box of cereal, right? It, you can't really di- – you got to dig. You gotta dig in there. Yeah, it's fine, but but see, you I'll can try it out. I'll yeah, try it out. Cause I don't think I don't think it matters. Because here's what I what I usually do when I would eat cereal, yeah. out of just plain. Take the box, open up the bag, take the bag out, mm-hmm. so you don't have to. You can like reach in, but you're not inhibited by the box. Mm-hmm. Don't dirty a bowl, and, you're fi- and then you can just roll it up and then put it right back in the box. Yeah, I guess that's not that. Give it a bad shot, Toddy. It'll change your life. So we're gonna go over some brick body bleaches. That's the BBK. Uh, one of the things that we do and we're known for. And Shane brought a couple of his favorites. I have a couple of mine. And a lot of our uh, a lot of our b- brick body bleaches have sold. That this is kind of our latest batch. Shane, do you want to talk about this Pittsburgh shirt? Ooh, this one's fun. Um. I just had the juxtaposition of my voice from when I was at the live event describing things because I go, this is great. That's how I talk when I describe things. Um, But this one, so there's a myriad of ways that you can bleach a shirt, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a Pittsburgh Skyline shirt from like the 90s. Um, Thin fabric, Pittsburgh mm -hmm. Skyline. With bleaches, you can do them like tie-dye. Toddy, you're a fan of like, you know, the twist and shout method. Mm -hmm. You roll around on the floor and you tie it up Mm -hmm. and it's a spiral. This is, I just hung it up outside and sprayed it. Uh, just it like, looks so good. It's cool. Um, well, something that he did not recognize about the shirt that I said the reason why I liked it. Because it's so bleached that it doesn't look bleached. Exactly. Yes. It's like very reverse bleach. And it's yeah, it's like a reverse bleach. So we put bleach in like a spray bottle, wet the shirt. We hung up the shirt. And obviously these are all thrifted items. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he sprayed the shirt and he was like, it didn't really bleach at all. And I'm like, actually, it bleached almost completely. So it's a Pittsburgh Skyline shirt. It's orange. It has green in it. Um, it was a black shirt, but the bottom is a it's a fade bleach, so it goes from like gray umber. to black. That gradient boy. Yeah. Gradient boy mm-hmm. from gray to black. So that's, that's cool. available. I believe it's single stitch, right? Yeah. It's that's like early nineties. And the next one up is I think maybe Shane's favorite that I bleached. Is that that's correct? That's a good one. Did you so I'm looking at it. This is a no, like a Nova Scotia skyline shirt. Cape Breton. Cape Breton. Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. It looks Cape like Breton, no- Nova Scotia print on the front, and it's on all over print. It has uh, Nova Scotia uh, uh, lighthouse boats, water on the front and on the back. And so, did you double spiral that? I double spiraled. It's it. good. It yeah. looks like so. You know the the graphic goes along kind of like the midsection abdomen area. Sure. And so, like the majority of like the upper shoulders, upper chest, sort of. Is just bleached and it kind of looks like the Aurora Borealis. Yeah, and that was kind of like the idea I because like it. so the water is in yeah the graphic is a wraparound and the water is in the middle of the shirt with the boats in the lighthouse. So above that would obviously be in quotes the sky. So I spiral bleached the top of it to make it look like the Aurora Borealis in the sky and then not so much on the below. 
And what's cool about ble- bleaching t-shirts is obviously they all come out a little different every sometimes time. Sometimes they work. They normally work. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes they, they don't. Sometimes you just never know. And when this one bleached, uh, when black t-shirts bleach, a lot of the times it'll give you like a copper color, which is fine. It looks nice. But other times it'll give you, a, throw some other colors out. So when I had bleached this, it threw out some peaches and some pinks and some whites. Mm-hmm. And that's why I believe it's one of the best bleaches that we still have in stock that we haven't sold. It's a good one. It's it's very good. I like that the bottom quarter of it is almost untouched by the bleach. It just has a little bit of spotting mm-hmm. on the bottom, but it you know, the the water on the graphic just kind of transitions into the black very well. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's just a middle of the shirt print. It feel the it gives the graphic a feel of it's on the entire shirt. I want like a C roll version of Antiques Roadshow where Ryan just describes our bleaches to people. Oh, he oh. could easily do oh, that. Oh, I'm all about <laughs> that. I'm all about that. He could easily do it's that. It's so good. Yeah. And the third bleach that we have, um, so we all have a connection to this one. Now, uh, speaking about a uh, wrestling in the late nineties. Uh, there was a uh, heel faction, later on a face faction, meaning a bad guy faction, and then they eventually were good, Degeneration X. And they had a, a, a few different lineups, but overall Degeneration X with Shawn Michaels, Triple H, China, Rick Rude, uh, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn. Um, so this Degeneration X shirt is spiral bleached. It's vintage. And so um, the Degeneration X logo right on the front, Spiral bleach to white um, on that. And Shane went to his first wrestling event and actually rocked this shirt and said he also, got some compliments. Also, there's one more. So there's another connection. This We've talked about this shirt on Thrifty. Yeah. Uh, before it was bleached. This was part of the first Brick Body Kids episode. That's correct. Oh, shit. And you asked, you asked a uh, Thrifty Thrivia trivia question about what they wrote in the sky. Yeah. And you said it was like between like a dick and balls and suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it. It was neither. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty cool, though. It's a good bleach. Um, the, the ble- I'm, I'm looking for it and the it's it's a it's a very large spiral pattern and it um, it's a very white. You know, it's like it's almost white. The uh, yeah, this one was like one of the first ones that didn't just go orange. And yeah. it's it's really good because it goes with the faded black. But what it reminds me of is uh, a very specific uh, nine inch nails downward spiral shirt. Oh, that's oh, very cool. Okay, okay. And, okay. The, I remember that See, shirt. And yeah, a, and and like the spirals on it remind yeah. me. It of almost that. looks like sharp teeth. Yeah. Both yeah. of them, like teeth like or like sharp teeth spiraling marks, like nail marks, claws, or yeah, yeah it is like really tight. Like that was the one where you just wrapped it up super tight and just bleached like a couple sections. And I think that was one of them. I had gone with this method that, yeah, you like what you do is you wet a t-shirt, you you kind of scrunch it up however you want on the ground, and then for spiral bleaches, you merely like take your fingers and as if you're just like. Um, it's like almost like how you turn a safe. Hey, you turn your TV dial. Yeah, turn your TV dial. And what I have done, and I think that it helps out, is I'm on my hands and knees, and I, I crawl around. So I keep my hand at the same position, and instead I move my entire body. And so the shirt is like the axis, and I am turning around it. And that's how I did spiral bleaches. That's that's my process. Way. It's a it's process. It's really tight though. You get it good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially on this one, it looks really really good. Mm-hmm. So all of those are available 
at Brick Body Kids. We'll post we them tons. up again. We have like 25. Yeah, we and do some every time we get bored. And then uh, the Pittsburgh Flea, we just uh, sold some pieces at. We sold at least one bleach at that. We sold. We had like a pretty cool champion. Uh, oh, the like creamsicle sort of. Yeah. So flowery. we had a, yeah. a champion mm-hmm. sweatshirt, crew neck sweatshirt that uh, was white and orange and bleach. And we've had that for a while. And we that found, finally sold. Did we bleach that Snoopy shirt that we found at the Christian Thrift? No, we still have that. Mm. You always say that we did, but we never did bleach that. I I just remember bleaching something from the Christian Thrift. And I remember Ryan. That's we're me. gonna we're gonna throw back all the way to the summer. You and I did some tie dyeing. Oh yeah, we did I some saw. did some tie dyeing. We did some bleaching. We did did a lot. Mm-hmm. So it you was could, a good day. You could check out all that stuff too on YouTube. Uh, look at Thrifty Podcast on YouTube. We had a good time. We had a good. I mean, uh, holy shit! It was almost like a, a decade ago. It feels like, but yeah. it was the summer, and we just like rolled July. on each other. We, uh, we so just rolled on ago. each other and made a tie dye. I still wear that shirt to bed sometimes. I still wear that shirt when I wake up. Sometimes, wow. sometimes. You have a wake up shirt? Yeah, why not? Just like around the house shirt. Mm-hmm. I I always have. I have a I have a shirt that I'll like go to sleep in, and then sometimes I'll just go to work in that shirt. And then I'll change it, and that'll be my sleep shirt. And then go to work in it the next day. Sometimes just saying that the same shirt three days in a row is fine. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. If you wear an apron over it, like no one at work. That's fair. I will do stuff like that often. Like I'll have, I'll pick out an outfit. Yeah. And that that'll be my clothes for maybe two three days. Yeah. And I'll just put on the same clothes again. Like why not? Yeah. I mean what? I mean I don't have much to live for. So, um, yeah, just throw those on. So that was the thrift haul. We have some brick body bleaches and also some King of the Ring VHS tapes. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, another three-way dance is Shane, Ryan, and I go for it in vintage versus modern. See you after the break. Knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, 
and the best there ever will be. Cut him off. If you don't like it, tough shit. Commonwealth Press, Pittsburgh's best screen printing at cwpress.com. We print t-shirts, cwpress.com. Welcome back to the Welcome second back. act of the show. We're hot to trot because we got a uh, we brought back an old segment and it's going pretty well. Um, during the commercial break, we had talked about our Spotify top artists because everybody on Facebook.com, the website, everybody on like, Instagram, I listen to music, and everybody's putting out their their top listened to bands in 2019. God and damn. Uh, we had discussed that we had some uh, picks, and I believe if I don't, and here's the thing, I don't use Spotify, I use YouTube. So when when I'm at the bins digging through it, I literally have YouTube on, and every time that there's a commercial, I have to take my phone out of my fanny pack and hit skip to go to the <laughs> next one. I don't use Spotify, so I don't know exactly who it would be. But I would say Mitski, Y, the band, uh, Milo, the rapper, maybe. Um, who uh, Ryan has uh, my my top three for the year were the National, Tears for Fears, and the Lonely Island, which I think sums me up pretty. Damn yeah, that's well. actually pretty accurate. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, mine stink. What were yours? So we talked. You've been in the car with me. I yeah. listened to. You like listen to, to thirty seconds of every song. So, ah, like, ah, he's one ah. of those guys that's like, oh, no, 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 no. I love that. This was, this was, we just, he's talking one instance. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm listening to. So, when we got, we were at one of the Goodwill outlets in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. and they were like, this is Cheeks. So, let's go to a different It was Cheeks. Let's go to a different Goodwill outlet. And we get in my car, and I'm just like, I'm out of it. I'm tired. We just did not do well. He was so trying I, to find the mood. There wasn't oh, yeah. a mood. There wasn't any mood to have. So like, not I even put a small on, mood. Just no, no mood? I just put on my liked songs, and every song just made me want to die. And so we, not like that, Yikes. but like, no, I got gotcha. you. Know, yeah, your emotions are just like so sad. I always want to die, so it's fine. Yikes! <laughs> but <laughs> big yikes! Yikes! But we've been in the car together, and I've put on my number one artist of the year. Yeah. A uh, originally a SoundCloud rapper named Houdini. Very cool. H o u d i n n e. My favorite Houdini rap line is "crisscross applesauce Rick Ross." Okay. That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. poignant. And then you know the youth slang nowadays. Do you know what "no cap" means? No. It means like no lie. No cap. Yeah. No cap. I don't no know. Cap. I don't understand why that's a thing. But mm-hmm. he says no cap like I cut down a cherry tree. That's a George Washington bar. Yeah. That's a um, good one. Do you remember when I called one of the pieces that we bought hard? Yeah. And you I was like, that's pretty hard. And you're like, hard. <laughs> hard. That's pretty hard. Yeah, okay. but you call, it was like a, like a 70s polo. It wasn't hard. It was hard. Hard. <laughs> um, well, did you see in the Brick Body Kids on Instagram, I posted uh, some Gucci Mane lyrics. You did. That was interesting. Wow. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Gucci Mane. Yes, it is. That's Gucci no, Mane. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Okay, hit me with where that's where it's from. It's, it's, you it's get the bag and fumble song. it. I get the bag. It's an amigo it song. Okay, I don't know that it you is. You get the bag isn't. and flip it. I can't speak, but 
the you get the bag and fumble it. I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. Is not Gucci Mane. No, it's not. It's Migos. Okay. Okay. I am okay. gonna. Okay. Hold on, I'm looking up the lyrics. Okay. Oh, it actually is Gucci. Yes. No, it's, no, it's Gucci Mane featuring Migos. Oh, so okay, we're both okay. right. You're both right. No, because that specific line is saying by, I'm pretty sure it's it's not. one of the Migos. Migo, it's not. The three Migos. Well, we have. I'm sure they did that on purpose. Well, we have a a game to get into that. uh, So Shane and I may have been both right about that song, but there is no way that we're going to be both right (laughs) about this segment. We're going to hop into vintage versus modern. Vintage versus modern. Vintage versus modern. So for new listeners to the show. Uh, the people on panel, we find, uh, we look up sold listings on eBay for vintage items, and then we compare them to their modern counterparts to see which which sold for more value, whether the vintage one sold for more or whether the modern one sold for more. I'm going to kick it off this week. So vintage versus modern Play-Doh. Play-Doh. So, first and foremost, vintage, and this is the complete listings as I'm reading it, Play-Doh Pizza Hut Make a Meal Set, Kenner with Box, 1991, everything included. So, it's a Pizza Hut Make a Meal Set uh, by Kenner, Play-Doh, from 1991. The modern is a complete Play-Doh Pink Fong Baby Shark Set with 12 non-toxic cans. Did you say Fong? (laughs) Pink Fong. Fong? P-I-N-K-F-O-N-G. Fong. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. Pink Fong. You don't know what Pink Fong means? No, do you, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? It's Pink Fong. Y'all are just repeating it back at me. Yeah. Yeah. No cap. Oh, everyone knows that whales have teeth. No cap. No cap. No cap. <laughs> no cap. So we have the vintage Play-Doh pizza, pizza, uh, vintage Play-Doh Pizza Hut make a meal set, 1991 Kenner with box. The modern complete Play-Doh Pink Fong baby shark set with 12 non-toxic cans. Um, Ryan, we'll have you go first. Vintage versus modern Play-Doh sets. Um, um. Duh. Okay, so the vintage one that has that's like the mold set, correct? Sure. Do, does it come with the vintage Play-Doh? Yeah. Okay. Yes. How much? How what, many cans? It does can- not say in the list. Doesn't specify. Okay. I didn't realize they specified what Play-Doh comes in as a can. Yeah. Yeah. I always just thought it was like a little jar. Jar. No. Can jar. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a can of Play-Doh. Well, actually, cannon jars are different things because if I think of a can... Yeah, they certainly are. If I think of a can of Mountain... (laughs) 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 Like, (laughs) very very profound. A can and a jar are two different things. Because if I think a can of Mountain Dew, I think that's pretty cool. But if you have a jar... A a, a jar, I'm not thinking, is like a can. Because it's not, but... I think a jar of Mountain Dew would be more than a can of Mountain Dew. Say that I compare everything 
Um, I think it would just depend on the size of the jar. Yeah, probably. So, Ryan, what do you think? Vintage versus modern? I'm going to say the vintage one, and I'm going to say it's going to be – It's gonna be. Um, I don't have a price on it, but I'm going to say that it's $37 more. The vintage is $37 more? Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. Shane. Vintage twenty one ninety nine, modern seventeen ninety nine. Okay, so difference. both are vintage and you went for a cheaper price, Shane, mm-hmm. than Ryan. Four dollar difference, but I gave specifics. So why would you say vintage on this one, Shane? <laughs> what was what was your how did you come to this decision? You ever just like have a hunch? Sure. I mean, you're a Scorpio. You get a hunch. Or you're not a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. I'm talking in the third person. Yeah, you're a Scorpio. I'm a Capricorn. I, you, I, you just tell me something and I make an immediate decision. Normally, it bites me in the ass. Okay. Ask that to anyone I know. Mm-hmm. But I just, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the pizza today. Okay. So Not your, Pink Fang or whatever you're talking about. So your vintage Pizza Hut make a set from 19, make a meal set from 1991 Went for $23. I was a dollar and a cent off. The modern Play-Doh Pink Fong Baby Shark set went for $26.89. Modern wins out by three bucks. You're both wrong. Well, shit sucks, bro. You're both wrong on that. So no points to the house. And it's on to the next one. Ryan, do you want to ask your question to Shane and I? Yeah. Okay. So, um... For my first one, I so originally I thought I had a Snoopy gumball machine, mm-hmm. but it turns out that the vintage one was Scoopy, <laughs> not Snoopy, and, it was, and there was a little guy in it that scooped it up. Like Dollar General Snoopy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so... Um, no. Dude, Dollar General Snoopy would be a good Mom, Instagram can bio. Have, <laughs> Mom, can we have Snoopy... Have Snoopy, Snoopy at, at home. home. Snoopy at home. <laughs> and, Snoopy. And so I was so I've been frantically searching for a second one. By the way, the Scoopy one costs more. Uh <laughs> by, a, by a long shot. So uh we're gonna go with the first one, which is uh a uh, quaint little piece from the nineteen eighties. It's called a Dustbuster. Ooh. So uh Dustbuster. So a black and decker brand Dustbuster. Um Coreless Vacuum introduced in January. If you're a fan of uh, Me Without You. January uh, 1979. Yep. Saw a terrible crash. <laughs> terrible crash. Couldn't help but laugh. Yeah. They're probably my actually favorite God, band yeah. in the Isn't world. Isn't there a Y song called January 20-something? January. Yeah. So there's two of your top artists of the year all right there. Yeah. For you. For sure. Oh, yeah. Me Without You put out. Their blast record was probably my favorite. You have to argue one of my favorites of theirs. It's in the top two. It's very good. It's like incredible. It's like the best music I've ever yeah. heard. Anyway. And I, I and I, I just bought <laughs> the reissue of Catch Rust the Foxes. I'm very excited about that. I have a Me Without You tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Black & Decker Dustbuster introduced in January 1979. Um, you know, just the classic cordless vacuum. When you think yeah. of, you know, a little <laughs> little guy like that. Think of a dustbuster. It has become ubiquitous with a handheld vacuum. Uh, so we have uh, dustbuster by Black and De- Decker, cordless rechargeable handheld vacuum, vintage rare. Um, okay. And rare, so a rare vacuum, pretty rare cool. vintage. Uh, here is a you know a picture of it. It's yeah. certainly Ooh, a dustbuster. We never really Kids, have visuals. Kids want to see that. Oh, okay. So we have that one right there. Dustbuster handheld. Uh, still has the box. 
Um, it's over 30 years old. Uh, Same. It, you know, it's 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 new. It's a, you know new old stock. It says mm-hmm. um, battery washable filter, charger base, owner's manual, and that's all original. It's just fading because it's old. Mm-hmm. So that we have plastic fade on it. So we have that one right there, and then we have. Uh, Black and Decker Dustbuster Quick Clean Cordless Rechargeable Hand Vacuum Red, which is the modern, the modern one. So that's the modern one is red, and the vintage one is yellow. So the modern one um, has a is, has a clear part to it, so you could actually see the dust and the mm-hmm. gunk in it. And the modern one kind of looks like if you remember um, old co- phones with cords that you would uh, would have a base. And that's what the old one has. It has like a vacuum home. Yeah. Um, this one doesn't. Um, yeah. Yep. I guess since I'm already talking and thinking, I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to go vintage. And okay. the reason why I'm going to go vintage on this one is because um, it should be vintage. I'll go on on the record to say it should be more because those types of electronics nowadays are made to break. Yeah. Um, back in the day, they weren't. So that's why... Uh, Um, When we have, in the past, uh, Josh has been on, and we've had, like, old vintage uh, fans and stuff like that. And they work, industrial fans, and they work ten times better than the new ones. Um, So I'm going to go vintage Dustbuster here. And I'm going to go $16.99 on the vintage, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go $12.99 on the modern. Okay. So vintage. Shane. Is the modern one specified as new? Uh, used, tested, and works. So no. It's so they're used. both in the same condition. That is exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah. yeah. Because in my mind, it was the snow, the snowblower thrower conundrum all over again. Where like you don't just buy an mm-hmm. old thing just to have it. Yeah. But if this is like a resold modern dustbuster, it throws a little wrench into the issue. I'm gonna say vintage. Vintage. I'm gonna say the one that is modern is eleven ninety nine. Okay. The one that is via vintage is twenty seven ninety nine. So we both two vintages on the board. Now the question that I had asked, mm-hmm. there was two. Um, you both said modern, correct? On the last one. Yes. Yeah. No, I said no. Vintage. No, you both said the last. Vintage. The last question that I had asked, you both went vintage, uh-huh. and you were wrong. Yeah. This one, Shane and I both went vintage. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we're wrong again. Well, uh, you are both correct. Let's go. The vintage one. Let's go. But here's where we'll get the decision. The uh, vintage one, $50 flat. Yeah. Okay. A lot more than I thought. Modern one, twelve ninety nine. Holy cow! Did you say twelve ninety nine? He said twelve. I said eleven ninety nine. So I said twelve ninety nine for the modern one and nailed it, and also got vintage. He still gets a point too, but he okay. doesn't look the as cool. Price as I points do. don't matter. Yeah, he doesn't. But I, I mean, he doesn't look as cool. Okay. Let's just say, Whatever. Let's, like I have a one point. It's one to one to zero. One to one to zero. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna bomb it, but that's fine. All right. I have, I have some good talking points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be good at this segment anyway. Ryan yeah. said in between sets, uh, "I really know how to fluff out an episode." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, Shane. You ask your first right. vintage versus modern. So, the last couple times I've been on this segment, Toddy has grilled me uh-huh. for picking the same topic but not the same item. Yeah. Or the same thing. Yeah. So well, and Josh was on last time. 
when Josh and I did this last week, he had done vintage versus modern, but the modern was from like the eighties and the vintage was from the sixties. So he like shamed it up. Big I guess time. no one will just listen. I just guess that just means no one listens to you. Well, that's true. Well, we'll see. Let's see. <laughs> but this week I listened to you is what I'm saying, Toddy. Uh, this this week I bring you a uh, vintage 1960 MRE oatmeal chocolate chunk cookie Hell TFF yeah. prepping camping survival. Whoa. So it's a individually wrapped. Whoa. I would believe you'd have to think a set of two mm-hmm. oatmeal chocolate chunk cookies. Something. Uh, Mr. Acronym over here. What does TFF mean? Uh, tears for fears. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I expected anything. <laughs> you different. just yeah, threw um, up and I knocked it down. Yep. Artist of the decade for me. Artist of the decade. So we have a 1960 MRE cookie, cookies plural most likely. Modern, we have Grandma's best recipe homemade chocolate chip nut cookies, fresh baked, baked daily. Sold by sold as dozen, sent in Ziploc bag. Sent in so no, this is someone's so Grammy food. making cookies and, and then selling, selling them, on, them eBay. on eBay. And these have sold eBay. Wow, these have sold. And the cool thing about it is, you literally get them from the kitchen because they're in a Ziploc bag. They come in a Ziploc freezer bag from the kitchen to the mailbox with free shipping. From Both have free free shipping from the kitchen week. to the mailbox. Yeah, from the streets to the bins. Lay's chips at the thrift. One of the boys out there. Shout out Lay's Chips. Shout out Lay's Chips if you're listening. He's a Look, fe- get on those vintage m- seller in the Pittsburgh Get area. on those Monday motivations. Mm-hmm. You get pumped up for your week. We watch them all the time. We love them. So I'm going to go modern because they're cookies that you can eat. And Grandma's making them. And Grandma's nut cookies are probably cool. So I'm going to go ahead and say, now does it say how many per bag? It says sold as dozen. Okay, so it the doesn't MRE grandma- is two 50, 60 year old cookies. Sure. I'm going to go modern 1499. I'm going to go vintage 1299, but I'm going to say modern grandma's nut cookies. Modern wins out for me. Ryan, you are up. Vintage wins out for me. I think grandma's not making uh I think she's doing all right on these, but I don't think she's making great margins. Um Is she just doing it out of the love of the game? I I, ki- you have to think I kind about. of think so. I don't think she just miss her kids. Thi- this is this is grandma's side hustle. I don't think this is her main gig. That's what we should start calling brick body kids. Grandma's, grandma's side hustle. hustle. <laughs> <laughs> grandma's side hustle. Yeah, grandpa's ice. Ian's can cut me in on that. That's so. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say modern uh, is lo- is lower. I'm gonna say those are, let's see per cookie. I'm gonna say that's. I'm gonna say that's sixteen ninety nine. Okay. Um, and then the MRE I'm gonna say is uh twenty eight ninety nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we this is the first between questions asked so far. Somebody pick vintage and somebody pick modern. Yeah. You love to see. I honestly figured it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner of the battle of the cookies is modern. I'm doing grandma's, the best at this. Grandma's best homemade chocolate chip nut cookies, sold as dozens, sent in Ziploc bag, come out at fifteen fifty. Holy shit! I said fourteen ninety nine. Sixteen ninety nine. Y'all, y'all are in the middle. Yeah. 
I was very close. You are very Price close. Price rules, I lose. I am. I have been embarrassing myself publicly mm-hmm. with this segment for weeks since I brought it back. Because not only have I done goose eggs, but I've said like stuff that was like hundreds of dollars off. Yeah. S- so I'm I'm vintage 1960 MRE oatmeal chocolate chunk cookie was seven dollars and eight cents. Okay. So. Um, so Toddy with two. Which is two. still a lot. Yeah. So Toddy with two, Shane with one, Ryan with zero. Ryan putting up the bagel. Oh, you have none? I have one. I you said Ryan one. is putting up the bagel. I thought yeah. you said you were. Okay, yeah, so big old Toddy one. two, Shane one, Ryan zero. It is my turn for the second one. And since we talked about some wrestling, I thought it might be interesting just to add a wrestling one. Um, so we are going vintage versus modern. Wrestling championship belts. Ooh. Vintage versus modern. So, uh, the first piece is 1999 Rare Vintage WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Big gold belt. It's a big BGB. gold belt. Oh, another one. It's a big... <laughs> you <fucking laughs> I, I love how much you hate the acronym. I don't hate it. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it took a hot second for you to realize what just happened. <laughs> a big gold belt, and um, they, they, they uh, it's just a giant plated gold belt it has one big plate on the front it's very prestigious looking it's very prestigious looking and it's it's a 1999 rare vintage that the modern is as new as yesterday there is a brand new intercontinental championship in the wwe this is that belt <sighs> sold to the public damn so this is a new intercontinental championship Hundred percent leather, two thousand nineteen. Is it? Is this from eBay or is this from the WWE shop? eBay. Okay. Okay. They have to be sold items. Sold yeah. items on eBay. Yeah. So, so the nineteen ninety nine rare vintage WCW World Heavyweight Championship versus the new Intercontinental Championship, two thousand nineteen. Hundred percent leather. I think Shane goes first because I think Ryan, you went first the last time on this. Yeah. Shane goes uh, first. I'm not used to going first. Shane is literally looking on eBay to find out the answer. I'm actually not. I was looking at pictures of my item. Oh, pretty to cool. show you for the next one. Oh. You think I'm over here cheating. I didn't say that. Ryan has an entire laptop I o- do. open. I don't see him cheating. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, I, <laughs> how, how, I've been losing. What? I'm he's losing. Like, he's lost every one. He's Why is everyone yelling now? at me? <laughs> no, Just finding pictures. Okay. Calm down. Uh, I think it's vintage. I think the vintage is like one hundred and eighty ninety nine. I think the new is like sixty nine ninety nine. Okay, that's actually pretty fair. Um, if I didn't know, that's what I would say too. First, wow, of all, what the hell? I, I, <laughs> I was, was just I was backhanded and mean. I was hoping I you were gonna go with the you were gonna go with the new Bray Wyatt belt, which is sixty five hundred dollars made by Tom Savini. Yeah, but these are like fan. No, these are like. These aren't the belts they carry around on television, but they're they're that, they're produced by they're produced. That. Oh, so these are like authentic replicas. Yes, yes. but your answer is locked in. No, so, I, no. Uh, yep. So the uh, no, I mean well, I still pick vintage. Yeah, he was he wasn't like yeah. yeah yeah. You know I was cheating. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryan, what do you what do you um, have to say? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh, vintage on this one. I think the modern one is. Going to be, I'm going to say 450. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, modern one 450, and the vintage one, I'm going to say 799. Seven? 
799. Yeah. Okay. Um so you both went uh vintage on this one mm-hmm. again. Um so the 1999 rare WCW World Heavyweight Championship goes for 85.99 on eBay.com the website. On yes, on vintage eBay 85.99. So these are fan belts. They're not. No. Is this $8,500 or no, $85? $85.99. There's no way. It did. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Gotta sort by soul. Yep, that's what I always Just do. Just making sure. So the What's new, the modern? The new Intercontinental Championship, 2019, 100% leather, $189. So modern wins out. So I got the prices right, but flipped. Sort of, yes. What? So that's why I said you didn't do bad. It's like so, modern wins out with this new intercontinental championship. So you are both wrong. No points given Ended that round. Ryan is fact checking me live on the show right now. Real big gold belt replica, eight hundred dollars. Real big gold belt replica, three thousand one hundred twenty-five dollars. I'm looking. Nope. I'm looking for that for that eighty-five dollars. This one. is the toddy is lying to us episode. Someone, someone is just sort nope. by lowest to highest. Fan- really fact checking. Out here telling Ryan how to out search things on eBay checking on the episode. Okay, okay. Here's here are the plates for fifty dollars. Okay, there's one for seventy-six. There's a Mattel one, big gold belt. Okay. <laughs> toddy is giving you a look. <laughs> it is so funny. Okay. Uh, so for my next one. <laughs> We're just giving up. Heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so cut it. Yeah, dump it. Dump it. So, so for my next one, um, I'm going with um, something something a little interesting. It's um, scrimshaw whale teeth. Yeah. No. It's cordals. Uh, cordals look like corn. Uh, no, I'm going with uh, a Pepsi machine. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, I like this. Mm. Yeah. Pep- you know, there's a a there's two very well known. Not very well known, but there's known vintage machines out in the wild in Pittsburgh used mm-hmm. currently. Really? There is a the Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, Star Wars Episode One okay. is, in, is in the Mount Washington neighborhood right outside a fire department. It has pod racing on it. Oh, fuck. And then in the Allentown area of Pittsburgh, there is a vintage Mountain Dew machine also at a f- outside of fire There's station. There's a vintage Fruitopia machine outside of the fire department in Brookline. So they're Suburban all Pittsburgh. Oh, on the corner. Yeah, right by Los so Palmas. So there's, there's a bunch of vintage pop machines, soda machines. I never say pop. I don't know why I said it there. There's vintage soda machines, three of them that we know of, outside fire stations. So, so here here's the first one. This is a vintage Pepsi machine. Mm-hmm. Pepsi machine sold cans. That looks from the 60s or 70s, that yeah. one. It doesn't have a year on it, but judging by the guts of it in the other pictures, it is pretty old. 60s. I say 60s. So that first vintage one, I believe, would be 60s, 70s. It's bright blue. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I just dislocated my finger. 50, Very cool. And then 50, I popped it back. <laughs> 52 inches tall. Um, you know, so it's standard vending machine size. Um, it is for cans. The lock was drilled out to open... Uh, and inspect the unit. The unit powers up fine, runs quiet, and cools properly. Um, so okay. Th- so so that it works. Yep. So it works. So there's that one. And then this is the um, this is the modern one. Um, pretty sure you've seen this before. So this is a modern Pepsi machine with a can on the front. 
water making it, making yep. you more thirsty for Pepsi. So, uh, so this is a, a Vendo V407 single piece soda vending machine with Pepsi graphic. Oh, it's a Vendo. Yeah, uh. Vendo. From from everything you know, I've seen. Song by Gucci Mane, Vendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that one was Migos actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's for a single price machine, so that means you can't have you can't uh, have something be more expensive. You can't like put Monster in it and charge it more for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it against ha- the law has a lower purchase price and slightly lower repair cost since there's no computer board inside to repair. Oh, we're learning. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're learning. We're out here, here. learning. We're learning this week. Yeah, it's been repainted. Oh, okay. You know. Uh, the compressor is thoroughly checked. Motors and electrical components have been tested. Bill acceptor and coin uh, machine have been inspected. The shipping on something like this would be I think more than what's in my bank account. Much. Uh, shipping on this is free flat rate uh, freight shipping. So it's it's bulked in. Yeah. It's yeah. bulked into the and price. And it says, uh, please add $35 shipping charge for residential deliveries. So, so like, th- there's a delivery charge. So there's so it's thirty thirty five bucks, and then the uh, the vintage one is uh, oh that's a it's a model uh, VF fifty six BK. So in case yeah. you were wondering, and that Burger is King local pickup in uh, Lions in New York. Lions New York. Lions, okay, New York. and the other one, the vintage is probably in Bears New York. Yeah. Okay. Um. um so vintage versus modern. Who are we going Soda with Soda machine. Here? I think Shane goes first, right? Yeah. Stop making me go first. But Todd, go, f- go first. No, it's fine. Everything's fine. I think the vintage is $350. I think the modern is like 1200 bucks. Okay. Ooh. That one's making me a little horny because I think that's like what I would be shooting for there. Um, I'm going to go modern as well. So we got another, another one. But I'm gonna say the new one is uh, eight hundred ninety-nine dollars. The vintage one is four hundred and ninety-nine dollars. But I will say modern. Modern's my answer. Okay, both go on modern. Yes. Okay. Both of you are right. Very cool. So once so once again, it comes down to the prices. Mm-hmm. Vintage Pepsi can vending machine model VF fifty-six BK. Burger King. Four hundred fifty dollars. Whoa! Did I say four fifty? You said is that the modern? That's the vintage. Okay, I think I said you either three fifty or four. Yeah, he yeah. said he's close. I think I said three fifty. He's very yeah. close. And you said four ninety nine for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both on so, there. Vendo uh, V four oh seven single price soda vending machine with Pepsi graphic. The new one. Uh huh. What What was your price, Todd? You said eight eight ninety nine. And you I said, said twelve hundred. Fourteen forty nine. Shane mm. Shane gets that by price. Boom. Mm-hmm. We yeah. both get the point, but he gets the bragging rights. Yeah. Mm. So Toddy has two. Shane has been very good. Yeah, he's good. With that. So Toddy's just, got two I just points. Got it. Yeah. Every time. Toddy's got two points. Shane's got two. Or I got three you points. Have three. Three to two to nothing. 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 To nothing right here except fact checking for the price of a goddamn big gold belt. Yeah. Big gold belt. So BGB. Shane, you are up. So Third. I won. All right. It's I over. won. Uh-huh. So here's my here's my victory lap. My VL, as they say. The acronym episode. Oops, all acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This OAA, you mean? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, vintage. We're going a little naturist. Okay. This week. Okay. 
You got vintage Native American sterling silver and turquoise scorpion pins signed NB. Tiny pentagram coin. Tiny scorpion pin. <laughs> Tiny scorpion pin. Um, it's Native a American. sterling silver pin. A little bit of turquoise rock thrown in there for the boys. <laughs> for whoever wants to wear it. Yeah. I don't know what signed NB means, but it's in the listing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about, I don't know, four inches big. Mm-hmm. Um, modern. We're bringing back a fun thing that we like to do every Shane Becker episode. Uh-oh. Do Uh-oh. you know what's going on? Cheetos. Yeah, it's Cheetos. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is it at Cheetos? <laughs> you need a, like you know how you have like a vintage versus modern. You should then put in like Cheetos. a Cheetos theme. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't a, got the rights to it, but I'll put. You it don't. In. You can say Cheetos. Yeah. You can say like cheese puff snacks. I have the rights to about eighty-five percent of the things I use for this. There's Very some cool. I don't. <laughs> but There's some I don't. Modern. We have an ultra rare Cheeto shaped like a scorpion from the vault. Serious collector must see. <laughs> so, scorpion pin, a Native sterling American silver. sterling silver scorpion pin versus a modern scorpion Cheeto. Only serious Cheeto. offers only. Cheetos shaped like a scorpion from the vault. From the vault. Oh, okay. Well, I think you go first. Yeah, I do. Who just has a vault of Cheetos? Someone who's Imagine rich. like going to you rob don't? a bank and you open the vault and it's just things that Oops, are shaped all like Cheetos. Oops, all Cheetos. So, oh shit! Oh shit! Sorry. The it's just the person delivering orange. the money fucked up today. Imagine, imagine if you are. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you're the robber and you get past the hard part, which is like getting the. the and you open you'd be caught orange-handed. You, like uh, you, you open the bag full of stolen Cheetos and instead of like splashing ink on you, it just throws a bunch of Cheeto dust in your face. That's a shame. I once good. saw a bank robbery. I was little. I was in the car. It was in, it was in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. And as my uncle went into the bank, checks out so far. Yeah, I, my uncle went into the bank, and then after my uncle was a man that looked like he was dressed like the Mad Hatter from Batman. Only he had shoe polish all over his face. <laughs> and he walked into the bank, and I'm in the car, and I'm like. I bet you he's going to rob it. <laughs> and then like after like 15 minutes, no one came in and out of the bank. And I'm like, he's definitely robbing it in there. <laughs> like, there's no question. He's robbing it in there. And then like five more minutes passed. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to run? Am I supposed to like get somebody? Cause I'm, I'm talking, I was like six or seven years old. And then, um, and then, yeah, everybody comes out of the bank at once, and they're, like, all dumbfounded. I'm like, holy shit, that's a robbery. And I was like, hey, was that like was there a robbery in there? And everybody's like, yeah, robbery in there. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> interesting. But the guy, like, the guy, like, went up to the thing and was like, give me the money. And they gave him, like, what was ever there. So it was, like, two $300. And then um, – he didn't think that that was enough, so he's just like, okay, it's about to get serious because that wasn't enough. Show me the Cheetos, bitch. <laughs> but he didn't have a gun or anything. He was just like, I'm th- I'm going to be threatening. And then after a while, they're like, I hate this. Like, you got two to $300, just like run away or something. And yeah. then he's like, fine, I'll just run away. So he just went out the other door. I don't even think they bothered the look. <laughs> so anyway, Cheetos. I'm going to go modern. I'm going to go Cheetos. I'm going to jump right in here. I'm going to say modern Cheetos because you're Shane Becker and it's a Cheetos. What's the price? I'm going to go $100. What's the price of the mo- the vintage? $8.99. $8.99? Sure. For 
for sterling silver sure. and turquoise Vintage. signed and nb yeah signed nosy boys signed non-binary nice mm. um <laughs> yeah i'm gonna stick with it because i've been doing too well okay well he's acting like he's not gonna lose in hot shots after this episode he's in Hot Shots Golf 4? Yeah. yeah. You're coming in third place out of three. Yeah, you're going to shoot a plus eight. Oh, so Ryan, you're playing. Yes, we're hanging out as friends. Or Ryan am, and am I, I not invited? No, Ryan and I are, are part no, of No, I'm just saying I'm going to have to beat two people at this game. Wow, That's okay. That's weird. That That's he, terrible. It's crazy that you think that. Yeah. Okay. Here's yeah. the thing. Uh, I'm all talk, yeah. but I know it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know Toddy's not as good as he says. <laughs> wow. Um, so, so I'm going to say... I'm going to... Go against Toddy's judgment here, and I'm going to say vintage. I was just in the Southwest. I was just in Albuquerque uh, looking at some sterling silver and turquoise shit, and boy, howdy, is it expensive. Move to the Southwest and do something with turquoise. Yeah. Rick and Morty fans out there. <laughs> 100 um, years Rick and Morty. Dot com. <laughs> um, For every time somebody says 100 years Rick and Morty on this podcast, they actually get a minus point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love it. So I guess he's got one. Oh, shit. It oh, was shit. I can catch I, no. I, I can, got two points. Yeah. I can catch up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shoot. I'm down a point. So now I'm back down to two. Um, vintage is what I'm going with. I'm going to say – I'm going to lowball it, though. I'm going to say – 75 bucks and then the modern for the cheeto i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna say 69 bucks okay interesting yeah you don't know anything about the cheeto market i don't we have like a whole backstory with cheeto yeah i our I, ebay recommended nowadays <laughs> is like 85 percent cheetos because i get bored and look at cheetos mm-hmm. um <laughs> cheetos that have been previously featured other than the Scorpion one, we had uh, Cheetos previously featured. We've had <laughs> we've had a rabbit eating a carrot. Okay. We've had a carrot. Mm-hmm. We've eating had, rabbit? Yeah, no, just a carrot okay. with no foliage. We've had Donald's Trump, Donald Trump's penis, penis and, and balls. balls. And balls. Yeah. Wow. We've, we've had uh, a Cheeto that was about four and a half inches long that was marketed as a Harry Potter wand. <laughs> Yeah, we've had a flaming hot Cheeto shaped like the letter it Y. It kind of looked. It kind of looked. It kind of looked like my dick in third grade. <laughs> it's absolutely huge. It is the biggest Cheeto you'll ever see in your life. Wow. I don't know if I have it anymore. I don't know where it went. I think I forget what the first Cheeto I ever talked about was <laughs> the first cheeto i ever talked about it my, was the my one that first was, cheeto by it, shane becker <laughs> my first cheeto my first soiree into cheetos was when i found a flaming hot cheeto shaped like the letter, letter y okay and the description said it was fresh out the bag the freshest y you will find good for anyone using it in art or collector <laughs> So what are your, you said the prices already we've discussed that you don't know what a cheeto looks like um <laughs> ouch <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh this is the roasting hour with thrifty hell yeah um i'm trying to find the so picture he, of the big he's old like, chunk he, and like he's basically telling me i fucked up so he's no. he's like he's interviewing you for a job Here. oh yeah and when you leave the room he's like i don't this think he knows what, what I, a cheeto this looks is like the cheeto that was marketed as a where i'm showing him the cheeto that looks like a harry potter wand okay and and 51 dollars so it, i feel like i'm right in the range yeah with 69 nice but as we've learned the market fluctuates 
because you can buy Donald Trump's penis and balls for a dollar ninety nine, okay. or one shaped like a carrot for ninety nine cents. Well, it's it, they're, well, they're, how about a scorpion? They're like okay. they're like Funko Pops. Well, let's get into it. They yeah. are honestly, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's a good comparison. Yeah. I'll take that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, vintage nineteen sixty. Nope, I'm reading the last one. Uh, vintage Native American <laughs> sterling silver and turquoise scorpion pin signed N B. $178.60. So I was off the, by about 100 bucks. The modern ultra-rare Cheeto shaped like a scorpion from the vault. Serious collector must see. $199. <laughs> fuck me. So I win. What the fuck? Yeah, so I win. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. But cursing Cheetos all day over expensive. this. I can, uh, so the che- the damn, Cheeto, I'm in the wrong business. The I mean, Cheeto market is guys, very lucrative. Thank you so much. I mean, I have one. We all have. I don't one. understand the Cheeto market. I never have. So I did pretty well this week. You won four for four. Four for four, which is nuts. Very. Unusual. I'm never gonna be ever gonna do that again. Um, but yeah, so we've learned that Cheetos are pretty cool. Uh. Don't four out of four. Don't oh, blow wow. all. Don't blow all your money on dustbusters. Um, Shane, we have Shane and I coming up soon on December the thirteenth at the Red Fish Bowl live podcast night. Brick Body Kids is also going to be selling some clothes there. So hopefully you come down to Pittsburgh, PA. And I definitely want to give a shout out to CWPress.com, Commonwealth Press, softest shirts in America. They C-W- say that not. C-W- I say that they don't. Um, but they started out as a DIY business in a Pittsburgh basement, and now they're selling Pittsburgh finished it T-shirts that made NFL.com the website because we beat the Cleveland Browns because the Cleveland Browns started a fight with us, and they're a bad football team, and then we won because we're a better football team, and so they did Pittsburgh finished it shirts. And now if you go to CWPress.com and type in promo code THRIFTY or THRIFTY PODCAST, you get 12 free shirts in an order of 50. Also, shout out Steve Barris of Bluffs, bluffs.bandcamp.com. The theme to our show, for many reasons, alternate reality. Steve, they are awesome and uh, was a thrifty, thriftathon favorite for years to come, and they will be at the next one as well. My my band bouquets, uh, we're working Just on it. We're working on our uh, our five song EP right now. Uh, we've been working on it for a while, but uh, hopefully, it should be out in the coming months. And I believe we have a show at uh, Club Cafe in January, um, but, but not 100% sure on the date on that or if it's even been confirmed. Uh, follow at uh, Bouquets PGH on Instagram uh, for more deets on that. Well, it's been an episode, folks. It has been an episode for sure. Uh, four out of four. I've never done that, I think, on this, and I've usually just just uh, lose out we had some brick body bleaches and we had some king of the ring videotapes and from what i understand we will be playing the playstation 2 system hot shots golf 4 Toddy will be in third place Toddy will be losing you guys will be losing we're going to continuously tear down toddy until he doesn't want to play with us you guys are going to be losing and you're also going to be getting roached <laughs>